Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's GQ here, back with yet another episode of the How We Solve show. Today, I have with me a special guest, Blair Williams, who is a software developer, entrepreneur, and the creator of MemberPress, the world's most popular membership plugin for WordPress. Over the years, he's developed countless large-scale web apps for all kinds of businesses, and today focuses on WordPress. He's also the creator of the popular Pretty Links and Easy Affiliate WordPress plugins. Blair, welcome to the show. Hey there. All right. Glad to have you on. We've been talking about this for a bit, and I'm so glad that I finally get to interview you on the How We Solve show. <laughs> totally. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no, I'm happy you're here. So today, let's talk about the problem. What's the problem that we're going to be solving today, Blair? Okay, so the problem that we're going to be solving today is how to create a sustainable and I guess I would call it fortified business model on the web, some way that you can monetize your content and basically have a viable business that you can use to support yourself and grow. Very cool. And I think that one thing that's really becoming really popular right now, right? Because, you know, with COVID, with the pandemic, I think it's kind of spun out a lot more entrepreneurs that we see. And I think one thing that came up was more people turning towards creating original content or digital content. Because, you know, what we saw when COVID came, a lot of brick and mortar businesses really got hit. They got hit real bad. And then everyone just shifted online. Do you think that that's kind of like part of the trend that you're seeing, you know, people moving towards independent businesses, solopreneurs, you know, that sort of thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of people moving into this space and it's kind of a a really great time to be alive, really, because you can basically create a membership site or content around what you know, right? So you could have a skill or knowledge that's completely outside of any kind of technology domain or anything. And you can start a website and you can make money doing it, like solid, actual money, right? I think that's part of like the dream or the goal, right? Even prior to COVID, there was the idea like, hey, let's build an online business, right? And then you can run it from anywhere in the world and travel the world until (laughs) travel became a little bit more restrictive. Exactly. And it's kind of been the dream, but I think now we're kind of in a time when it's just more viable. It's more viable. And it's easier to do. You don't have to have a team of developers creating software for you. You don't have to have graphic designers and you can actually do it yourself. It's like the most important thing that you're able to just start from the ground up, but not having to jump through the hoops of developing software from scratch. And I think that that's one of the things that we're talking about today, right? Because you mentioned, you know, building out, and I like the word that you use, a fortified business. It's not just like, hey, Here's some idea. Let's try and get it off the ground. But it's a rock solid business that generates proper revenue. And it's actually also data at some level that you own that is something that you can also control versus, you know, kind of being tied to terms and conditions of other platforms, for example. Kind of of share a little bit around that. Yeah. So one of the things that I think people, when they start off on the journey, like they've heard maybe from friends or they've seen a commercial or something, or they've seen another person doing some type of membership site or courses that they look to hosted platforms first. You know, there's several that are out there. There's like 
to name a couple would be like Patreon. Substack is kind of a similar kind of a situation. And so they start building up their business on a host platform. And that is great in many ways because the barrier to entry is pretty low. I mean, you can get in there. They all have kind of drag and drop interfaces and it's a pretty clear go from point A to point B kind of a thing. So it can work out. A lot of businesses are on those platforms and other platforms like those. And I think we see a lot of people migrating from those platforms to something kind of more like something on the WordPress platform or other open source CMSs like that. Because I think at some level, when you get going in your business, you start realizing that, hey, I communicate through this platform with my customers, right? And I don't necessarily have access to all the data that I need to run my business. Or it could even be the functionality, right? Like once you're in a hosted environment, you're kind of in a walled garden kind of an area, right? Where it's like, there may not be a lot of, say, if I wanted to add a community or a forum or something, there's probably some kind of solution within the walled garden for that, but really you're somewhat limited or like using like a third party email marketing service or something like that. Right. So really the questions that we're kind of seeing or issues that we've seen with our customers who are migrating from these platforms is the big question is your business is an asset, right? And it's got value. And as a digital creator, you wonder like, what is the value of my business? Like if I were to go to an investor and sell my business, what would they look for? You're not a brick and mortar kind of company. You don't have a storefront and a building and you don't have a fleet of cars and you don't have a factory or anything. So really the asset that you have is your customers. And in a lot of cases, these types of sites will have recurring revenue. So it's like a subscription. And so who's charging that subscription? Where is that subscription located? Is it on your host? Or is it with your payment provider? Or is it something that you own? That's the real value of your business is your customer and your subscriptions and your data. So really, if you look at it in those terms, like building your membership site or online business on a hosted platform, it's actually like putting your eggs in your own basket, only worse. You know, it's like fusing the eggs into your basket, you know, <laughs> it's like they're all fried and mushed into the basket. I don't know, but like, <laughs> it's definitely like, it can be a problem. And then the other thing you brought up was the terms of service. You don't know if or when you're going to violate a term of service. It doesn't have to be anything outrageous, but you know, this kind of stuff does happen and people can see their whole livelihood disappear, right? Yep. So that can be a problem. So then you kind of back away from it a little bit and you think like, well, so the customers are my asset and my subscriptions are my asset. Who owns those, right? And when you're on a third-party SaaS platform, it's the platform that owns them. And in some sense, you're building their business as well. But if you can figure out a way to own your own customer base and your own subscriptions, then you can see how that would be a game changer. That's like you're more resilient. So that's a big problem. That's an interesting thing because I think when most content or digital creators, when they first start their business, that, that's not something that people think off the top of their head. They're going to be like, hey, let's just use the most popular platform right now. Let's just jump into it. Let's get into it. 
and start working on it. But I think these are problems or possible problems that occur somewhere down the line. And I think it's really interesting that you brought this up because the concept of decentralization and really owning what you're creating, you're starting to see more of it, right? And I guess at some level, that's why the concept of NFTs even came up. Right. And now that you're talking about owning your own site, the way you host it and running on your own terms, I think that those are things that help content creators or digital creators have control over their entire business and not get sprung up, not have like some random surprise five months or one year into their business. Like, hey, there's some change of service or some change in subscription plans or fees. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is not what I signed up for. Right. And the other thing too about some of these platforms, like your competitors could be advertising. Look at like YouTube or something, right? You can advertise on your competitors' videos. Yeah. <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff, right? And then, you know, you look at some of the limitations that are imposed too, like Patreon, I'm not throwing them under the bus or anything. You know, they're a fine platform for a lot of people, but I mean, they're going to take a cut of every transaction. And I think it's up to like 12% per transaction. And then Substack, they'll limit the amount of money that you can charge on a subscription. And so really getting away from those handcuffs can really free you to really make the right decisions for your business, for your audience, right? Definitely. So today, let's say I'm just starting out, like you said, and I'm faced with this and now I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this podcast episode right now. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. So now I know I have to really be on the lookout when I first start this business. What's the first step for me to build a business, like you said, that's resilient and fortified? What's a really good first step? Well, clearly we're big proponents of WordPress, right? But WordPress has always been decentralized in the sense that it's an open source software package and it's widely supported. I mean, I think at this point it powers about 40% of the web or close to that. So it's ubiquitous and you can go to thousands of different web hosts and spin up a WordPress install instantly, right? So you can go to, to name a few, you know, Bluehost or WP Engine is a WordPress specific one. There's a million of them out there, right? So you've got this ubiquity and it used to be that it was intimidating. You'd be like, okay, so I've got WordPress, but now I have to figure it out and maybe you have to hire a developer. That's largely changing. You know, like if you look at, well, products like MemberPress is one and there are other plugins out there that will do a similar thing, but like MemberPress will protect your content. It ties into Stripe and PayPal and authorize.net to charge for access to WordPress. So it's as simple as that. But then with WordPress, you also have thousands of other plugins that you can choose that will work along with MemberPress as well. The other thing that makes WordPress, I think, a much more approachable situation today is that there have been enhancements to the core of WordPress that make it more of a drag and drop mm -hmm. builder kind of a situation. One's called the Gutenberg Project, and I think they're going to be even having like front end style kind of WYSIWYG editing soon. But then if you want that today, there are plugins, there are themes and plugins like Divi, Elementor, Beaver Builder that are really, really high end, fantastic products. And they work seamlessly with MemberPress. You want to start charging for your content, right? 
we're really big fans of Elementor, so, so that, I, I can't understand like the ease of it. Yeah, thinking back, like compared to five years ago or whatever, like WordPress has really come a long way, and there's such a huge community of support for you know, like in terms of plugins, oh yeah, the community and how far it's come. I think anyone could just pretty much, like you said, go to web host, install WordPress, and get their site started. Because most people don't necessarily think about that. And so the first option is to just go to the platform and let's do it. But now you're creating the opportunity or you're creating the gateway to connect directly with your customers, right? So once I have this site done and I have installed, for example, MemberPress to help run my subscriptions, right? I'm building this community. What's next? As you mentioned, one of our biggest assets is at, with this type of businesses be customers, right? You know, in terms of people that are signing up for your products or your service, or just really signing up for your mailing list to just get the information or content that you're giving, right? So how do we start building that list or how do we start connecting with people? Maybe through MemberPress, through other platforms? Yeah, so I think our customer base uses a whole bunch of different methods. I think probably the most common is to use WordPress in conjunction with an email marketing platform. So like we utilize ActiveCampaign. A lot of our customers use Drip. ConvertKit, MailChimp, MemberPress integrates with all of them. And I think most membership plugins integrate with those as well. But see, your user list is still contained in your database on WordPress, right? So even though you're sending contacts over to ActiveCampaign or whatever, you still kind of own the central reservoir of data. So it works out really well. And there are all kinds of different things you can do with those platforms. You can do email marketing, drip series, you can do broadcast emails, you can do, you know, you, you name it. And these email marketing platforms have come a long way as well in the last few years. So it works out really well. Diving a little bit deeper into the topic of data, right? Like you said, because you own your list and it's in your database. Maybe a good question to ask here would be, what are some things that a, a solopreneur or a digital creator needs to think about when they have that information? You know, what are like maybe some of the policies that they have, data protection policies they have to consider? Maybe there are some tools, frameworks, or plugins that people could use to ensure that the data is protected and so people also feel comfortable, I guess. This is one thing, and I think that SaaS products always will tout as well too, that they're compliant with things like the GDPR and yeah, the CCPA in California, you know, WordPress and MemberPress in particular, they're all compliant as well. You know, somebody needs their data. There's a central place in WordPress that you can download a user's data for them. You can do all kinds of different things, but they're compliant as well. And I think the more important aspect, at least for topic of decentralization is that you might be listening to this and think like, well, yeah, that's great, but you're still centralized on your web host, right? And your data is still beholden to your web host, but there are very simple ways that you can back up that data on different mm -hmm. servers, different areas, maybe even local machines. So like, say your web host, somehow they shut you down. You can pop up on another web host somewhere else. It's pretty great in that way. But in terms of like compliance, these things are all compliant as well. So anything really you can kind of look at in terms of like an advantage of a SaaS product. Those are either have been implemented for a long time on WordPress as well, or is coming to WordPress, right? So it's a pretty mature platform at this point. Very cool. 
Let's talk a little bit now about member press, right? I think we had talked a little bit about how a person who's starting a new business or even someone who's just maybe looking to change platforms, right? Maybe someone has an established subscriptions business and they're looking to change platforms. Now, what are some of the typical verticals or types of businesses that you see that people see great success with, with member press and how do they go about setting that up? Yeah. So I would say the largest group of people using member press are course builders. So they'll build a course around something that they know. And MemberPress has a full LMS feature set at this point as well. So you can upload videos to WordPress. You can lock them down. You can protect them. I mean, there's a visual drag and drop curriculum builder, quiz builder. So you can build quizzes into your courses as well. And so it makes things pretty simple in that regard. I would say a lot of people will build out communities as well. And these are things that are kind of, you get with WordPress for free. It's just member press will enable you to lock them down basically to like paying subscribers. So like you could install something like there's a plugin called BB forum. So if you wanted a forum on your site, member press is capable of locking that down to subscriber only. There's a full blown Facebook style thing called buddy press. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that allows you to, if you use that in conjunction with MemberPress, you can also lock that down. I would say that's a little bit more complicated probably than BBPress, but I would say it's quite doable. And even outside of that, like we have people building like company intranet kind of <laughs> things. and Okay. And then people will like want a membership area on their already existing blog. That's a pretty common use case. So like say you want to monetize your blog but as we know advertising is a lot more difficult now to monetize and so a lot of people add like a membership area to their site podcasts actually you can integrate with a plugin called powerpress that will enable you to create an actual like subscribers only feed that your customers can add to their huh wow you know the podcast catcher or whatever right some other things that we're kind of seeing too is that because there's a full API that you can utilize with MemberPress. You know, you can connect things up with Zapier, but like we also have people that are building like iOS apps or mobile apps on Android that will communicate back and forth with MemberPress. So basically like mobile resources for your subscribers kind of a thing. So the sky is really the limit with this kind of a thing. I would even say like, if there's a use case that, you know, there's no plugin that works, I mean, you can still get to that level where you hire a developer or you are a developer and you can develop something that MemberPress can protect as well, right? So it's really super flexible. And I would say it's very approachable at this point as well. Oh, that's very cool. It sounds like everything is just more or less <laughs> already available out of the box. Well, of course, like you said, you can always get a WordPress developer through a dev yourself to just code out your own plugins <laughs> to add on to that, right? Yeah. I mean, if it comes to that, but there's so many plugins now that if you used it in conjunction with a plugin, like formidable forms, they're way more than like a, a form plugin now. Like it's like a rapid app development framework kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. You can use that in conjunction with MemberPress to create your own SaaS app style thing if you want to do. I mean, we have people that are doing that. They use MemberPress as kind of like the billing end of everything. And then they have some kind of custom app. They've either done through something like Formidable or something like that, or just custom code. Wow. So you can get to that level. I 
that's not necessarily the most common use case, but you can go as deep as you want. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's an open source plugin, right? You can see the source code. So you always have ultimate flexibility if you need it. Just customize it however you want. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I love to dive a lot deeper into this, but I realized that we might be running short a little bit on time, but let's do a quick recap. So, you know, we talked about for digital content creators or digital creators, they're looking to either change your platforms or they're looking to start and they want at some level total ownership of their business. We're not just talking about the subscriptions, right? We're talking about the data as well. So they should, number one, really consider open source platforms like WordPress. I think that's a really good place to get started because at the, at, for the most part, the database is yours. You own pretty much most of the things. Yeah. Of course, there's the web host piece. And then that leads to point number two, consider a decentralization where, you know, you can talk about storing your data across different servers, if that helps. And then the second part being, if someone decides to store them on local servers, sure, that, that is an option for you too, right? If you want to <laughs> maintain that. On a thumb drive, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Safety, safety, right? Just got to make sure everything's backed up, right? That's right. And then the next part is once you have that in place, once you consider how you want to set your business up, how you want to store your data, and then it's really building out that platform. And we talked about member press, right? If you're running a memberships or a subscriptions-based type of business, consider using one of these types of plugins on WordPress because, you know, again, you have everything out of the box. Everything can just start working. You rarely need a developer unlike five, 10 years ago, perhaps, and you just can do everything there. It's almost the same as going to a platform that's outside of WordPress, right? But this time around, you have full total control. And so you can use a memberships platform like MemberPress to start creating your products and services for subscriptions and putting it out there. From there, start generating and building your list, your customer database, and of course, generating more subscriptions to create the online business that you've wanted to build all this while. Did I get that right in summary? I know it's a lot longer. There are a lot more steps, but. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's, so just to kind of round this off, what are some of the books, tools, or resources you'd recommend people to check out? Yeah. So I think that if you are looking to start a WordPress-based site or membership site, you should probably look at wpbeginner.com first. They have a phenomenal set of resources. They even have some courses on getting started with WordPress that are just really fantastic. Another resource I'd look at is just the blog on memberpress.com. We have a lot of fantastic content there. I would actually also say our YouTube channel, you just search for memberpress there on YouTube, but we have a, a big growing library. It's already pretty substantial, but, and a lot of them are quick videos. It'll just kind of show you, it can give you a taste of what you can do with memberpress to use as your foundation for your business. But yeah, definitely. I would say WP beginner is a fantastic resource across the board for WordPress. And it's probably the place that anyone looking to get into WordPress should start with. So WPbeginner.com and memberpress.com. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. So you guys can check that out. Is there anything that you'd want to share that maybe, maybe the listener is just getting started? Is there something that they could also check out that might help them with their business outside of memberpress and WP beginner? So there's another product that we have called easy affiliate, and it is a plugin that allows you to create your own affiliate program. And the reason that we created this plugin was that affiliate marketing is really one of the best ways to grow your business, right? Basically you recruit people on the internet. Anyone can typically sign up or you can vet who signs up for your affiliate program. And 
they only get paid when they refer sales to you. So you only pay people after you get a sale, but it's a super powerful way to grow your business. And it works, of course, seamlessly with MemberPress, but it also works with WooCommerce seamlessly and easy digital downloads. So I would recommend looking into that as well. Very cool. Definitely. I think an affiliate program is a great source of revenue for people to check out, right? So totally. That is easyaffiliate.com. And Blair, I'm pretty sure listeners will have a lot of questions at the end of the show. So what's a really good way to get in touch with you? I would say on Twitter at MemberPress is a really great way to get in contact with us. The other one on LinkedIn. So we have a company page on LinkedIn as well for MemberPress. Both are really great ways to get in contact with us. So that's Twitter, MemberPress, LinkedIn as well. Would you also be active on other platforms like Instagram, for example? Yeah, we have an Instagram feed. It's also at MemberPress. We're posting all kinds of really cool things out there as well. So Instagram's a lot of fun. <laughs> we have a lot of fun on it. Okay. It's great. <laughs> guys, you guys should definitely check out MemberPress. Super big fan of what they do as well. And you should really check out their platform. We know that it's obviously super successful. I think it's a real no-brainer for you to try that out. And so you have all the resources there. Blair has already shared everything and you can check that out. And if you have any feedback or any comments, feel free to reach out on different channels. Look at that through MemberPress and just hit Blair up or his team because I'm pretty sure the team can definitely help you out. With that, Blair, I think that's pretty much it for today. Thank you so much for your time. I think it was a really good, I would say, a first dive into what the possibilities are in WordPress, especially when people are just starting out their businesses and working with MemberPress. So thank you so much for your time to come on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening to the show. We work really hard to produce this show to support you and your businesses. Now, we have a small favor to ask of you. Before you go, please check out our show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're really keen to hear your feedback. And if you can let us know what you think of the show and what we should discuss in the future episodes, that would be awesome. We hope you've earned your five stars. But in any case, we just really want to get your feedback, right? How we solve is, again, more than just a show. We offer a full suite of services that can accelerate growth and maximize revenue for your business. So check us out on our website at howwesolve.com to learn more. And if you're a big fan, we're looking for a few selective listeners to join our inner circle, so to speak. Listeners who love our show and want to help us grow. You can get a How We Solve badge and in addition... Join a greater community of podcast power users and gain access to exclusive perks like local meet and greet. If you're already listening on the Clever.fm app, there's a smart note link for you to click on. Otherwise, just send us an email at team at Clever.fm or tweet at Clever.fm. All right. Thank you so much and peace out. Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step -step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.